Nation's The views and opinions of the following show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of News Talk 1450 WOL, Radio 1 Incorporated, or their management. Good morning. Good morning and welcome. Welcome back if you were listening earlier. This is Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell. I'm your host, Attorney Ethel Mitchell. And we are about to begin the second part of our program where I have a wonderful guest with me. Mr. Eric Bailey is founder and principal of Whaley, Bailey Wealth Advisors. <laughs> <laughs> He's a certified financial planner with over 30 years of experience. Eric and his team specialize in sustainable wealth strategies for the generational security of affluent families, entrepreneurs, and small institutions throughout the Washington, Baltimore region. Some of his clients include executives of public corporations and owners of closely held businesses. Eric is a member of Sagemark's prestigious chairman council, which represents the top 1% of financial planners affiliated with Lincoln Financial Advisors. He's currently a board director for the Community Foundation of Montgomery County, the George B. Thomas Learning Academy, and the Wealth Club. He served on the Montgomery County Planned Giving Committee and the Howard University Department of Finance and International Business Advisory Board. Welcome to Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell, Eric. Good morning. Glad to be here. I'm really honored to have you as a guest. Uh, we discovered that we're in the same building, which we didn't even know. But that's 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 another uh, really um, nice thing. Eric, I asked you to come on because um, the new tax law has changed the landscape in some ways, uh, particularly when it comes to individuals and charitable giving. There's some changes that have been made. Um, we know that the standard deduction went up from sixty-three fifty, I think it is, six thousand three hundred and fifty dollars for a single person. For a single person, it went up to twelve thousand dollars, and from twelve thousand seven hundred for couples, up to twenty-four thousand dollars. So one of the things that charities are concerned about is people stop itemizing, and so when you stop itemizing, it may reduce your charitable giving. What do you say to that? Well, I say it's certainly an implication that could come to fruition. Uh, it doesn't have to be, but there's an opportunity in there uh, for most charitable organizations if they're paying attention. Uh, clearly, the individual is going to benefit from, I mean, Tax Cut and Job Act has a lot of good things and some challenging things. But relative to charitable giving, I think the uh, charitable organizations are going to have to see that the window of opportunity there is is because most people are going to not itemize as much, and I'm not going to say most people, but there's going to be a certain segment of people that the increase in the standard deduction is going to work for. They don't, no longer need to make that charitable contribution in order to save taxes. They're going to automatically get it through the increased standard deduction. But there is a window there because there's several people who are going to find that uh, – that increased standard deduction, which is offset by the cap in the amount of uh, state income taxes that they can take, they may find that they actually need to give more charitable 
contributions in order to be in the same place they were before. Okay, so you're suggesting that people who may have lost some of the the deduction that they would have they used to get from mm-hmm. being able to take your state and local taxes may need to look at charitable deductions as one way to 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 still offset that to equal the playing field to equal the playing field for them. That's a great idea. So so explain to especially to those who are in the finance parts of churches, nonprofits, and so on like that. How do they how do they present this to their donors? What are the kinds of things they need to? What's the attitude they need to be able to take and to to encourage people to not just continue to give, but maybe even to give more and how to get the benefit from it? Well, I think one of the challenges for most nonprofits, churches, is is that uh, as time goes by, they're seeing their expenses go up and they're seeing the amount of money they get coming in uh, go down. Now, part of what the Tax Cut and Job Act is going to do for them is give them an opportunity to have a serious discussion about what's the economics of giving to the individual. Because I think in many instances, a lot of organizations overlook that. They're appealing to the altruistic nature of an individual instead of the altruistic and the economics. Because when you look at the economics, as you mentioned, Tax Cut and Job Act not only increased the standard deduction, but it also eliminated personal exemptions. So personal exemptions was something that we all Mm. got per person. Yeah, automatically. uh, Automatically. If you Mm -hmm. were married, had two children, you got four of them. If you were over the age of 65, blind, you got another two. So those those personal exemptions were worth $4,000 per person per event. Well, that's a lot of money that individuals would have lost as far as reducing their taxable income. Mm -hmm. So churches are going to have to see that that's an economic opportunity for their members or their donors, for lack of a better term, uh, to maximize, well, minimize the impact of that by maximizing their charitable contributions. Okay. Let me me give out... Eric has a, a, a wealth of information, and I wanna, I'm going to give out your information several times, but I really would like churches and nonprofits to, to listen carefully and, and persons who have uh, wealth, who, you know, anybody that wants to you know, reduce their taxes, to understand this, um, you can contact their website is baileywealthadvisors.com, that's plural, baileywealthadvisors.com. Their phone number is 301-585-4701. And Eric has has very generously offered that if you call in before Thanksgiving and mention that you heard him on Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell, they will give you a free 45-minute consultation. So I think thank you very much for that (laughs) offer. But I want to encourage, especially churches, nonprofit organizations, you all need to know this stuff. And and we're going to get in further into the weeds about it, but these are the ways in which you teach your donors and people who are, you know, wanting to help you how they can still give money to you and get even more tax benefit for it. And I think that's what you're saying. Teach them how to do it in a way that helps them while helping you. Well, yes, and as you mentioned earlier, I've been on the uh, Community Foundation Board, the Montgomery College uh, uh, Planned Giving Council, but what 
over my 30 plus years in this business, what I've been fortunate enough to do is work with affluent families and small organizations. And one of the things I find is most people do want to make a difference. Now, as you mentioned, uh, our mantra is sustainable wealth, and that means across the platform. You've got to be okay. And then first. If you're yeah. First, yeah. first. Yeah. You've got to yeah. be okay. And if uh-huh. you're okay, the question then becomes, is your family okay? Uh, and when we talk about family, we're not just talking about you and your spouse or your children, but your children's children's children. So the question becomes, are we establishing legacies or are we starting over each and every generation? Every generation. And one of the yeah. ways to do that is preserve the capital that we've been earning. Uh, and at the same time, if the family's okay, is the community okay? The community are the organizations that we support, whether it be our alma mater, our church, our fraternity, mm-hmm. sorority, et cetera. But these organizations are deficient because they're not sustainable long-term because they don't have a capital base. So every year they come out asking for money, more money, more money. And if you had a capital base, then the earnings on the money that you have will sustain you and you don't have to ask for as much. What's a capital base? Capital base for a lot of groups is an endowment or a foundation and something in which you're not touching the principal. You're just operating from the earnings. So if I had if I'm a small organization, and I had a 10 million dollar endowment. And let's assume that endowment earns five percent per year. Uh, I've got. $500,000 every year coming to me without touching the principal. And that's and that's that's like in a big way what I was talking about in the 8:30 show where you put money aside and you just let it grow. And then you 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 may use the income from it uh, or just reinvest it and so on. And that's the secret to Harvard and Yale and all these big institutions, big churches and so on that we see. You know, in our community, it's often, you know, how in the world do people do that? How do people, you know, how do you get there? And what you're talking about is teaching and helping our own institutions to be able to do that. Correct. And part of the, the issue there is, is that we don't know what we don't know. Right. Uh, and right. so when you start to look at these things, you say uh, Harvard or Yale or some of the other organizations that you mentioned, uh, obviously, they're starting at an advantage, but that advantage, uh, I think that gap should have started to close in the 60s uh, because we then became more knowledgeable. We got more exposure, et cetera. But again, relative to money, we've sort of fell, fallen behind. And so yeah, when I look at know. organizations, I say, hey, look, uh, most organizations have what I call their uh, annual giving which is for uh, fraternities and organizations. Mm-hmm. You pay your dues for churches to get their tithes. And basically, they're make, meeting their operating costs off of those dollars. Well, obviously, your operating costs go up, so you need to increase your dues, et cetera, et cetera. And then what happens when there's a recession? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you're, it's you're, all cash you're, flow. You're, well, your giving goes down. Mm-hmm. Your operating expenses haven't been cut. Mm-hmm. So now you find yourself in a tenuous situation. Uh, And, of course, all of these organizations have what I call their annual chicken dinner. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. the fundraiser, but, you know, we all go. We pay 
hundred dollars a ticket or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, we get a chicken dinner and somebody speaks to us. Mm -hmm. But in most instances, they're spending. For example, there was one organization they spend fifty thousand dollars to put the event on, and mm -hmm. after all the expenses for the hotel, the food, the promotion, et cetera, maybe they walk away with ten or fifteen thousand. Yeah, yeah, that's not uncommon. I tell you what, we got to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about what you can do to stop that. What can you do to improve it? Because I want our everybody listening to understand that there are methodologies in our own community that we can use that will will secure the organizations and we need to know how to do those kinds of things and it doesn't depend on everybody being a millionaire to do it no okay no. so we're going to talk about that please do stay tuned please do stay tuned we'll be right back how can i help my daughter with her reading searching for help with dachshund reading uh how can I help my daughter with her reading? Information on hot water heating. No, Sarah's bright, but when she's reading, she has trouble sounding out the words. World music, playing track now. No, let me try. Our daughter gets confused about which details in a story are important. Which paper towels are most absorbent? What? Here are five product reviews. Why are you not getting me? See, I told you. Wait. I was trying to show you how Sarah feels every day. Frustrating, isn't it? Redirecting to understood.org. For the one in five kids with learning and attention issues, this is what life can feel like. Explore understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues designed to help your child thrive in school and in life. Understood.org, because understanding is everything. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Moving today or tomorrow and not sure who to call? Well, your worries are over. Ted's Moving and Hauling at 301-254-8221 is your one-stop place to call when you need to move from your apartment, home, or office. Ted's Moving and Hauling is one of the best with experience and professional movers to handle all your needs with no job too large or too small. Ted's can do it all. Call now to find out more. 301-254-8221. That's 301-254-8221. Need something hauled away? Ted can do that too. Ted's Moving and Hauling is one of the best and with some of the best prices in town. So, if you need to move uptown, downtown, or out of town, call Ted's Moving and Hauling today at 301-254-8221. That's 301-254-8221. That's Ted's Moving and Hauling, moving you from your home, office, or church. Call Ted's today at 301-254-8221. The Chris Thomas Show is sponsored by Driftless Glen Distillery, the craft spirits brand at the top of the incorporation. 500 fastest growing companies, award-winning grains to glass bourbon, rye whiskey, brandy, vodka, and gin. Driftless Glen, proudly distributed by Legacy Partners. Driftless Glen, taste the American spirit. You're yours in the nation's Welcome back. You're listening to Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell. Uh, thank you for staying tuned. Um, before the break, I had introduced my guest, Eric Bailey, founder and principal of Bailey Wealth Advisors. And he's talking to us today about how we can secure 
support and strengthen our nonprofits, our churches, charities, organizations in our community. How the um, uh, what are the ways of doing that? And just before the break, we started talking about how most of or many of our organizations are on a cash flow basis. Whether that is you have one annual giving campaign, a, a big dinner, uh, an event, or whatever, and it really just pays for your expenses for that year, and each year you have to start all over again. So what I'd like you to talk about now is how do we change the, um, the system? What can organizations do, regardless of their size at this point, um, to make to, to, to establish a firm or foundation? What are the things that you recommend or you can, can advise them to do? Well, I think at the beginning, you've got to, like any, uh, I want to say business, but, uh, I mean, the fact of the matter is this country is built on business, so that's the model that many organizations need to adhere to, which is what's my balance sheet, what's my cash flow needs, and What's my traditional source of income? And I think if you start there to say, what do I want my balance sheet to look like? Uh, is it clean? Is it strong? Uh, is, am I actually, whether you're a nonprofit or not, am I profitable? Because we know in this town there's a lot of very profitable nonprofits. Very profitable nonprofits. <laughs> there's, I think there's a, there's a misconception that if you're a nonprofit, you can't make money. Right. And that right. is not true. That is not true. Not true at all. And mm -hmm. so you've got to start there. And, of course, like any organization, we're all vying for top-level talent. Uh, if we were the NFL, we wouldn't accept mediocre players. Uh, but in many instances, we do that because we don't have the money to attract top talent. Mm -hmm. So once you get those things out of the way, then you've got to do some strategic planning to look at where it is you want to go. But at the at the heart of it really is, can I raise the type of money I need to be sustainable? And as I said before, many organizations are appealing to the altruistic nature of an individual or an organization for that matter. And then they sort of move to grants. But what they can do is start looking at uh, the economics that will drive their members to make good decisions. So people don't uh, just give large sums of money to the Kennedy Center because they like the mm -hmm. arts. I mean, sure, they, they do like the arts, but there's a financial benefit there for them as well. Mm -hmm. So we generally suggest most organizations start a what we call a uh, planned giving program. And what What is, you have to explain to me and my audience, what is, how is planned giving different from the annual drive, the tithing, the dues, you know, the usual things that we see uh, in most of our organizations? How is planned giving different? Well, planned giving is different because your annual giving, whether it be tithes or dues or whatever, the, those dollars are mostly operational dollars. So they just pretty much pay your bills on an annual basis. Planned giving is more uh, what I would call legacy giving. So an individual can do this uh, at lifetime or death, but what they're really, what you're really asking as an organization is uh, for gifts that will help me be sustainable, which means it's not going to go into my operating budget, but I've established the fact that we're going to start a uh, a foundation endowment capital campaign however you want to term it but 
it is more for our long-term sustainability. So it's long-term. Mm-hmm. So that account isn't going to be your operating account. It should not be. Should not be. It, yeah. And, but it should be. It it should be at least a money that you you commit to saying my organization is going to save and invest this money. Correct. And it's going to be there over a long period of time to support and sustain the mission of the of the organization. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. So that's a different kind of account and so you're asking for, you know, a different level of giving in a different way. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. And it can be as uh small as uh just uh, a program in which an individual says, "Hey, look, I'm going to give you an extra thousand dollars a year over the next 10 years well that's a ten thousand dollar commitment right okay right uh but at the same time what we're talking about here and i want to make sure that we're clear uh in an ideal world the organization has a vision and a mission statement so Mm -hmm. people can buy into that but what we found is if we can show the individual that there's some economics in it for him or her they will do it uh, you can still uh, appeal on the altruistic level because I do like uh, save the cats or you know whatever yeah. my mission has mentoring to be. children, yeah. mentoring girls, mentoring boys, scholarships, those kinds of right. things. Yes. So tell us a little bit about what is in it for the giver. Well, in many instances, the giver is going to experience some economic benefit if it's outlined properly to them. That one, they're going to save taxes. So, how, how, what are some instances, if you can give specifics of how can someone, given the current client, the, mm-hmm. the climate. T- you know, climate, I'm sorry, uh, 2018 new tax law, mm-hmm. what can people do now that will benefit them while they're giving to organizations? Well, uh, again, what you look at is, is that the, uh, the individual uh, will find that all of us have what we define in our practice as social capital. So social capital is basically once you've uh, met your living expenses, et cetera, et cetera, then whatever you need to do out of your income, you've al- you're going to allocate a portion of what you earn to social causes. Mm-hmm. Now, that can be voluntary or involuntary. The involuntary method is the government's just going to take the tax money. Uh-huh. And they're That's going what you to allocate yeah. the money towards whatever Yeah, they take your taxes and then they, they use it. Yeah, Right. Mm-hmm. Voluntary is you decide mm-hmm. where you want to direct that social capital. Okay. So as I say to people, hey, look, uh, if you're making, and I'm going to just use a round number, $100,000 and you're spending 25000 in federal income taxes, okay, mm-hmm. that's involuntary. So you're giving $25,000 a year to 330 million of us you don't know, love, or care about. Right. However, if I could show you how to take part of what you're already given to the the government and direct it to the causes you care most about, you're taking an economic advantage of money that you would have spent anyway, but making sure you're undergirding financially those organizations to that you do care about. So some of those things can be done out of cash flow. Some can be done as simple as through your uh, estate documents, your wills, et cetera. Oh, yeah. So as you and I both know, at death, 
uh, we have, well, I always start with the fact that we're in a very gratuitous society. So anytime money changes hands, someone's going to pay taxes. Okay. Mm -hmm. You go to the grocery store, you pay sales tax. You go to the gas station, you're going to pay sales taxes. Mm -hmm. You go, you get paid, you're going to pay income taxes. You sell an asset, you're going to pay capital gains taxes. Every time money changes hands, somebody's paying the tax. Mm -hmm. So when someone dies, the theory is that their family's going to get this money tax-free. Well, the state's got their hand out. The federal government's got their hand out. And even if you don't have a lot of money, if you have money in an IRA or a 401k, those are dollars that are going to be taxes, income, and respect to the seed. So you're going to pay retirement taxes money. on that money yeah. again. So what we're saying is let's channel that money and make sure that they talk to someone like you to ensure that those dollars aren't going to uh, the taxing authorities but are going to the organizations that, that we you don't want. Really care about. And, and what we're saying is, is also, uh, or like I tell my clients, it's better if you want to give money to your church, your sorority, your fraternity, one of the best places to give it is from your retirement account. One of the very best places, because if you give directly from your retirement account to a nonprofit, you know, church, you know, foundation, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. unlike anybody else that you roll that money to, Uncle Sam's not going to take any taxes out of it. All of that money that you say you donate $10,000 from your retirement account that whole 10000 is going to go to your sorority or your fraternity. That's correct. You know, or to your church or whatever it might be. They're not going to take any taxes out of it. Whereas even if it rolls to your husband, your child, your friend, whoever it is, when they start to get it, it's, the taxes are going to come, start coming out. Right. And so it, retirement is a great place. And to, and to your point earlier, as we start to help people see the economics of targeting dollars to charities. To your point, if the money went directly from your IRA or 401k, and let's say it's a required minimum distribution, which is money you have to take out when you're 70 and a half, that money can go directly to charity. But if we compare that to, let's say you earn uh, the same amount of money. Okay. So in order for you to give a dollar, assuming you're in a 30% 30% federal bracket, 5% uh, state, and then you've got FICA and Social Security. So in order for you to give a dollar, you got to earn a dollar forty-two. That's good. That's good. And a lot of people don't realize that. So when you're giving from your salary, you're giving after-tax money. Exactly. Yeah. Uncle Sam's already, whoever, I say generically Uncle Sam, but they've already got their money out of it. Whereas if you're giving from your retired minimum distribution or some pl- retirement money, especially, that is still pre-tax money. Mm-hmm. It is one pre-tax money, and all of it's going to go to the nonprofit. Correct. So to the point we were making earlier, uh, the organizations have to be uh, capable or partner with someone, and we've been attempting to do that to help their members see the economic value of not giving it to the taxing authorities, but giving it to the organization. To the organization. And once the organization can step that program up, they're going to start to see more people see that it's in the individual's advantage to give the money to the charity. But again, that's the economics that most organizations won't Don't know. Right. right. You're listening to Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell. My host, my guest is Mr. Eric Bailey, founder and principal of Bailey Wealth Advisors. You can reach him at 301 301- 
301-585-4701. And their website is Bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y, Wealth Advisors, plural, dot com. And he's very generously offered that if you make an appointment before Thanksgiving, if you call for your appointment and mention that you heard it on Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell, they will give you a free 45-minute consultation. So please take him up on that. That's a great (laughs) offer. And those of you out there who are, well, individuals, but also in particular if you have a charitable organization, a church, fraternity, sorority, uh, there are a lot of great nonprofits around here uh, that can use this information, and, and it will definitely be to your benefit. We're going to take a break right now, and then we'll be right back, but please do stay tuned. And we're going to open the line for questions, uh, the telephone line for questions when we get back. It is coming. Like a freight train with no brakes. It is foreclosure. And there is no power on earth that can stop it. Except MorrisLLP.com. It is coming like a freight train. Foreclosure, repossession, garnishment, tax levy, creditor harassment. It must be stopped. Let attorney Frank Morris stop foreclosure and creditor harassment in its tracks. If you're one in five homeowners in foreclosure today, attorney Frank Morris and his staff are here for you. Call now, 301-731-1000. 301-731-1000. Don't wait. Hurry and call today. 301-731-1000. Or log on to morrisllp.com. Stop foreclosure and creditor harassment today. Call attorney Frank Morris. Don't face it alone. Men, are you tired of those daily blue enhancement pills that take days, weeks, or months to work if they ever work at all? Listen up. Now you can take Red, the new natural male empowerment pill that works on demand. Even your partner will notice the difference the very first time you use it. To prove Red won't disappoint like the others, you're invited to participate in our nationwide I Take Red Partner Reaction Guarantee Trial. We're seeking participants for this nationwide trial, not only to prove it works the very first time you try it. We guarantee your partner will also notice the difference. Forget those slow-acting blue pills and join those who proudly take red. Over 50,000 pills have already been claimed and supplies are limited. So to ensure your participation in this free nationwide trial, you must call now. Superior Virility On Demand. You only need to take red once to see what all the fuss is about. Call immediately to participate in our free nationwide trial. Call 800-588-0769. 800-588-0769. Be one of thousands to proudly say, I take red. 800-588-0769. Sam Weish was a quarterback, head coach, and broadcaster in the NFL. Last year, he became a heart recipient. My life was saved on the last day that I was supposed to be on this planet. And now I know what a miracle feels like. It changed my appreciation of every second of every day. I don't know who donated that heart, but my new heart gave me a new mission in life, and that is to get others to sign up to be organ donors. The most common thing I hear when I ask people why they haven't signed up is, I don't know, I just haven't thought about it. Well, why don't you think about it? Think about the life you might save or the life you might enhance. There are over 130 million people that have already signed up. They're men and women, all ages, all races, and they have one thing in common. They want to save lives. 
Please sign up to be an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. If you have diabetes, you're two to four times more likely to develop cardiovascular disease. Be good to yourself and those you love. Know your risk of heart disease. Go to foryoursweetheart.com. From your corner of the block to your corner of the world, let your voice be heard. WOL News Talk 1450 AM, 95.9 FM, and worldwide. WOLDCnews.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell. I'm your host, Attorney Ethel Mitchell. I have as my guest, Eric Bailey of Bailey Wealth Advisors. Uh, We're going to open up the line. If you have questions, please do call in at 1-800-450-7876. It's 1-800-450-7876. Mr. Bailey has been talking with us, teaching us really about thoughts of how our nonprofits can help increase their their sustainability by teaching people how to give in a format that a lot of times we don't realize and in a format that will help them, the donor, tax-wise. So, Eric, tell us a bit more about those things. I mean, we, we've already talked about the difference between you know, annual fund, annual giving, annual giving, um, fundraisers to handle, you know, dues and so on that handle operating costs. But when you want to make your organization sustainable, meaning that it's going to last based on the income from the, the, it's often called endowment. It's basically an investment where you don't spend the capital, but you let it keep growing and if anything, you spend from the income or and or you keep investing the income so yeah, it can continue correct. to grow. That's okay. Correct. So we know that I, I think anybody who's been listening to me knows that if you do a will or a trust, you can of course leave money to your any nonprofit. Okay. You can also leave money on your life insurance policy. Yeah, it's very simple. You just say, give my church ten percent, fifteen percent, you know, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um and you certainly can give money through your retirement account. Uh, that's an excellent place. Again, just by naming them as a beneficiary of that particular account. Now, what are some other things that you can do that can help you save taxes while you're alive mm-hmm. and still benefit the organization or the cause that you are passionate about? Well, uh, I mean, on before I move on, I wanted to uh, just make a point on the topic you just mentioned, uh, leaving dollars through your estate planning, which is your wills and trusts. And then, of course, you've got your retirement plan assets, which is going to be taxed one way or the other unless you actually do something to mitigate that tax. To your point is you can make a direct contribution to the charity from your uh 
IRA, 401k, or qualified plan. But one technique that a lot of people have, we've, we've introduced to some people, which is taking their required minimum distributions, and that is if you're 70 and a half, you have to take money out of these plans. Uh, they're taking their required minimum distributions. Some are giving them directly to charity. Some are saying what we found is we can enhance the economic leverage by using the annual, the required minimum distribution gifts to fund the life insurance policy for the charity. That's a great idea. So if I've got 10,000 coming out each year from my uh, required minimum distributions, I can take that 10,000, buy a life insurance policy, and that life insurance policy will mature or flower into two fifty, three fifty, four hundred thousand dollars for the charity. Uh, That's at a my great day. idea. Great so, idea. Again, economics and the leverage of such. But now how how does that work for people cuz by definition you have to already be over 70 and a half. That's correct. To make that work. Mm -hmm. What kind of insurance can people get at that age usually though? Uh, uh there are a lot of people who will qualify uh and there are a lot of people who won't because health conditions have mandated that maybe they're uninsurable. But what you can do as an organization is look at some of the financial partners like we have, which they will issue guaranteed issue life mm -hmm. insurance. And what does that mean? Guaranteed issue life insurance means that there is no evidence of insurability needs, meaning if your health is poor and you're part of this group, you're still going to get the coverage. Okay. So let's assume if you have 2,000 members in your organization and you know, you got some young people, some middle-aged, some old people, et cetera, et cetera. But if 2,000 people did a guaranteed issue $10,000 policy, you've got $20 million. Wow, that's awesome. That the organization will, will, get. will benefit from. And one thing's for sure, we're all on a train ride. Uh, yeah, we all going to get out of here now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't know where the door yeah, is. Yeah, but what a wonderful legacy. What a wonderful legacy. Yeah. Yeah. So please, uh, if you're out there, you're, you're a member of a church, you're a pastor, you're on the finance committee, you are a member of a charitable organization, you yeah. know, there are a lot that I always push, Sister Mentors, uh, Project Enrich, the Qs have the, right. the Project Enrich out in, in, in Prince George's County, any kind of nonprofit organization, and you want to find out more about these kinds of things, you should really contact Eric Bailey. Bailey Wealth Advisors at 301-585-4701. Their website is baileywealthadvisorsplural.com. And if you make an appointment before Thanksgiving and say that you heard about it on Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell, they will give you a 45-minute free consultation. Um, if you want to talk to me about setting up your estate plan, you know, to help you do your will, your trust, to include these kinds of things, please also give me a call at 240-638-2828. 240-638-2828. And the phone lines are open if you do want to call into the radio station while we are here. And that number is 1-800-450-7876. 1-800-450-7876. Now, what other kinds of things can people save taxes on and still benefit their organizations? Well, uh, what we have 
done over the years is in all organizations, you know, we've got a, uh, a spectrum of uh, financial capability. Some people mm-hmm. are doing real well, some people are doing okay, and some people are not doing good. Not doing good. Uh, but what you try to do as an organization is look at your group and determine uh, who are the people who could benefit the most from some creative tax strategies. So when you start to look at those things, uh, an example is what we call a CRT or a charitable remainder trust. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a technique that most people are not aware of. Uh, in really what it allows an individual to do, and I'll give you a perfect example. We had a family uh, that uh, had bought some land down in Florida, actually uh, Fort Lauderdale, probably early 70s. They paid about $60,000 for multiple acres. Well, obviously, that land became very, very valuable, uh, but they didn't want to pay the estate tax. I mean, the capital capital gains. gains So uh, what was happening, the property taxes were going up. Uh, The property wasn't generating any income. Their expenses were going up, and in order to sell it, they would end up uh, have spent at that time, I think capital gains rates were about 30%. So uh, they were offered about $3 million on something they paid $60,000 $60, for. it. Yeah. So they were going to be looking at a nice, healthy bill. Yeah. What we showed them was they could take the property, contribute it to this charitable trust. They get an income tax deduction based on the fair market value of the property. And since the trust is a non, is a tax exempt entity, the trust then sold the property and not paid any capital gains. Mm -hmm. So what we ended up doing was we got $3 million worth of tax deductions. We avoided uh, capital gains taxes of of hundreds of thousands of dollars. But the, the, now the property that's the, the cash that came from the sale is in this trust of which they get all the income from the, for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. So in that instance, the long and the short of it is we were able to show an economic benefit to the family of which charities of their choice would ultimately be the beneficiary. Benefit, so yeah. there's $3 million that are going to go to uh, their alma mater, their church, Whatever they got, and yeah. their fraternity. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a great example. And I can think of people here in, in the District of Columbia area who paid twenty five thousand dollars for their house mm-hmm. house is now worth three four five hundred thousand dollars exactly and uh if you know if they don't live in it at least it may be a, an opportunity an opportunity for mm-hmm. them to benefit their sorority their fraternity their church and uh, benefit themselves because right now property taxes are Probably pretty, pretty high, high on that property, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, even if they're renting it in the upkeep, it may be more advantageous to them to uh, convert that into a cash flow stream for right. themselves. Right, 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 right. So that's a that's another wonderful technique that people can use. Right. Um, uh, please do get in touch with Mr. Bailey at Bailey Wealth Advisors, um, or give me a call at two four zero six three eight two eight two eight. Uh, Bailey Wealth Advisors number is 301-585-4701. Now, what other kinds of organization, or I'm sorry, of techniques such as don't advise funds? What is that all about? How does uh, that work? Uh, don't advise funds is a very uh, underutilized strategy, and really, it's essentially uh, bunching your charitable 
contribution. So it's it's the equivalent of having a private foundation for a family who may not have the resources to do all the administration of a private yeah, foundation. Yeah, you need at least $5 million, I've been right, told. Right, yeah. right, right. Uh, but uh, you can do it with a small amount as fifty dollars or $100,000, but essentially you're making a contribution to this fund, which mm-hmm. you and or your family control, uh, and you then decide on an annual basis what charitable contributions come out of that fund. So mm-hmm. let's say, for example, if uh, if I have... Uh, let's I say, tell you what, hold, hold it. Let's take one more break. Okay. And then we'll be right back. Right. And I'll let you continue uh, giving the example. Sounds good. Okay? Yeah. Please do stay tuned. Well, you thought about it last year and you didn't do it. And your business is still not where it needs to be. Do you realize that 95% of all successful businesses are successful because they advertise smartly? And radio is one of the most effective ways to advertise your business. And by advertising on WOL, it's a sure way of increasing your business and your bottom line. WOL is Washington's most listened to talk station, where we reach loyal and dedicated consumers daily. By advertising with us, you have the perfect opportunity to tell thousands of people about your business for the very first time. Don't worry, it's not expensive, just cost effective. So come on and call our sales department today to find out more. 301-429-2618. And when you call, ask for our general sales manager, Karen Jackson, and be sure to ask about this week's advertising special. Call today, 301-429-2618. That's 301-429-2618. Well, folks, it's that time again. Open enrollment for healthcare, And if you're like me, you got better things to do than spend hours trying to figure out all your options. This is Bill Engvall, and I found the perfect way to get my family protected with the right plan and the most savings. That's why my buddy Mike Stahl from Health Markets is here. He's going to tell you all about it. Most Americans need to sign up for coverage before December 15th. But with so many changes, it can be confusing. My advice, don't go it alone. You can get objective help to find the right coverage at the best price, guaranteed. Subsidies are higher than ever, and you may be able to get a health plan for free. Wait, you mean as in free coverage? That's right. But with the deadline only days away, you need to act now. The deadline for enrollment is December 15th. So for our free service, go to healthmarkets.com or call 800-391-7475. That's 800-391-7475. 800-391-7475. For nearly 2,000 severely injured veterans, everyday life has become filled with barriers. Day-to-day simple tasks can become pretty daunting. I have to carry my chair up two flights of steps or have somebody do it for me. What scares me the most is just the falling. When I'm struggling with my house, I think, you know, to have that one great barrier just knocked down, I mean, it's, it's crucial. Home for Our Troops is a wonderful nonprofit that builds a mortgage-free, fully adaptive, handicap-accessible house, and there's no catch. It'll be our very first home that we've ever owned. This is a game changer. This is where your life begins again. We need you to join us in completing this important mission. Please visit hfotusa.org and help build homes and rebuild lives. Because of you, everything's going to be okay. Let's- 
Let's talk about America, not taxes or tweets or the issues that divide us, but how incredible our country is. Left, right, up, down, state lines to winding coastlines, whether you come home to a crowded city street, tree-lined suburb, or sleepy small town, everyone deserves to live in a clean, green, and thriving community. And we all share in the responsibility to create beauty that ripples from one neighborhood to another and one block to the next. We are Keep America Beautiful, the nonprofit working with millions of people just like you to end littering, improve recycling, and beautify our communities because every mindful action and sustainable habit has a positive impact and it all adds up. Learn how you can keep America beautiful at kab.org. Together, we can do beautiful things. This is WOL News Talk 1450 AM and 95.9 FM 959. Welcome back. You're listening to Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell. We've gotten to the last part of the program, believe it or not. (laughs) Yeah, I tell you, it goes fast. It goes very fast. Uh, Today, we've been talking about how to use the new tax law to benefit yourself, as well as how it can be used to increase and benefit donations to charities, nonprofits, churches, and other organizations and causes that people are are passionate about. How do you sustain those organizations with your contributions while also getting uh, and increasing your charitable or your tax benefit from doing so? And, and Mr. Bailey of Bailey Wealth Advisors has been giving us some very, very good uh, uh, advice about how to do that. So... Um, I'm hoping that uh, those of you who are listening out there who belong to churches, belong to nonprofit organizations, membership organizations, sororities, fraternities, both on the national and the chapter level, as well as on the individual level, because I know uh, many of the fraternities and sororities and the and the Masons and the, you know, link, links and a lot of organizations have within them, not only are they nonprofit, but they have within them other nonprofits. And so these kinds of things can be extremely beneficial to those organizations that are have particular causes that I know people are very invested in. Because mm-hmm. it's time for us now to sustain our legacies, sustain the, the organizations that we believe in. And these are techniques that can be used to do that. So give Mr. Bailey a call at 301-585-4701. Go to his website, baileywealthadvisors.com, uh, and take him up on his on the on the offer that if you call and make an appointment, someone on his team will meet with you for 45 minutes for free, at least as long as you make the appointment before Thanksgiving and mention that you heard them or heard about it on Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell. So this has gone very quickly, (laughs) as it always does. Are there other, uh, what in general, and I'm going to have you back on, certainly, because I'm very committed to teaching people how to use the law to empower themselves and also how to use the law. And, you know, this is tax law we're talking about. 
uh, but how do you use it to benefit our community mm-hmm. and organizations that work in our community? So what else, what other suggestions or what would you like to leave as an idea for people uh, to, to kind of you know, mull over and then take some actions on? What are the actions, the call to actions? Well, if, if I'm talking to the uh, individual, uh, I would say that uh, your financial uh, sustainability really enhances, is, is really going to be impacted by uh, your ability to accumulate dollars. And the greatest impediment to creating wealth is taxes. So in this town, we hear it all the time. There are two things that uh, one group of people constantly bat- beat us over the head with is reduce taxes and reduce regulations. Those are headwinds to creating wealth. So you don't have the ability to reduce regulations, but you do have the ability to reduce the amount of income taxes you, your family, and your institutions are going to pay. So I would start with taking a look at the new tax act, finding out where the opportunities are, uh, and don't just keep paying taxes like most people. You need to have a plan for your taxes because the the families we work with, we're strategizing around what's the next five years going to look like with their situation and how do I get that number down. So meet with your tax advisor, run it on TurboTax, but see a couple of different models to figure out how you're going to be able to keep more of your money. And if you kept that money and invested it, assuming a modest rate of return, you're going to find that you're going to be way ahead of the game. So that's on the individual level. On the organizational level, what I'd like to leave them with is uh, what doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is what we call insanity. Mm-hmm. So if what you've been doing has not created this capital base, this endowment that can make your organization sustainable into the next 50 years, because 50 years is really not a long time. Uh, if we look back, it was 1968, which was 50 years ago. We all remember, well, some of us, vividly. What was going what on was in 68? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it yeah. was a raucous Yeah, it was a raucous time, yeah. to say the least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, a lot of change happened. But when we think about it, relatively it was a short time ago yeah yeah we have a caller on the air um uh on on the phone john from dc welcome to law talk with ethel mitchell how can we help you yes good morning good morning um i'm calling on behalf of my mom um uh, she just recently sold her property she got top dollar for it but she didn't have uh a strategy to deal with capital gains yeah and it has really made the excellent real estate deal a bad real estate deal because she's given the money right back to the government. That's happening a lot. That's and happening a lot. I, I heard um, some of the strategy that I think Mr. Bailey. Yes. Yes. Um, I thought it was very intriguing. I, I mean, it, it's a, it's a good, it's a great skill set that he has there. And um, I would love for my mom to sit with him to give him an overview because she needs extraction from this particular situation to um, and and have the problem rectified if it can be rectified. So I would love to have her sit with um, Mr. Bailey to see um, if he can um, use that great skill set to help my mom out. 
Eric? Well, John, uh, certainly you and or your mother can give our office a call. I believe uh, uh, we sent the number out earlier, which is 301-585-4701. And just mention What's the best time to call? Uh, anytime between 9 and 5. Okay. And uh, what they'll do is uh, get something on the schedule for you. But I would, I would say, did your mom sell this property in 2018? 17. 2017. Okay. All right. Got you. And right now, I, I don't know what she, I mean, the, the D.C. government is involved now. She, she is, she's in her 80s, um, very ill-advised as to what she did. She did not have a, a, a strategy, and the, the taxes are... It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. it, just, it, it has soured the the celebration of selling the, the property at top at top dollar. Unfortunately, so, John, that's happening to a lot of people. I've got a lot of clients that don't strategize and don't talk with anybody, uh, whether it's a tax accountant, a lawyer, or anybody, much less somebody as as well versed as Eric's office before they sell, before they even make a contract some before you enter into a contract if you're listening to my voice before you enter into a contract that you are going to commit to sell at a certain price particularly something that you bought a while ago and it, for a small amount of money and you're going to get a large amount of money for it get advice before you enter into the contract before you even list it for sale so, because you need to know what the end result is. Right, right. You really do, going in. And unfortunately, John, we've only got one minute left. Okay. I'm sorry, but thank you. That was a great question. It's thank great you for show. calling in. Thank you very much. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, you've been listening to Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell. Thank you very much. Pleasure Eric, to be for here. for coming. It's really been been very, very fruitful and, and educational to my listeners, which I always like. I want to have you come back. Oh, uh, because, a doubt. Yeah, because we're, we're getting into the Christmas season. Mm -hmm. And every year in December in particular, I try to focus on nonprofits. Ah. You know, I, I really try and focus on organizations that are doing great things in our community. Well, there's a lot of them out there doing great things. They really need are. everyone's uh, support. Yes, yeah. yes. So thank you for listening. Uh, please stay tuned and uh, definitely... Listen in next week from 8.30 to 10, and Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell will be back. Okay? Give me a call at 240-638-2828 if I can help you with your estate planning. Take care, and have a good week. to Law Talk with Ethel Mitchell. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 9 a.m. for another informative broadcast. To reach Attorney Mitchell, you may do so by calling 202-772-1988. That's 202-772-1988. Or 
Log on to her website. W-O-L-W-W-W-240-DJ, Washington, 95.9. WPRS HD2 Waldorf. WKYS HD2 Washington. WMMJ HD2 Bethesda. And worldwide at WOLDCNews.com. Our military service members volunteer to protect us in the most dangerous places around the world. They step up. And when they are severely ill or injured, returning to their families is only the beginning of their long road home. Beyond all the hospitals and doctors and surgeries they need just to survive, they also deserve whatever they need to truly live. All the in-home care and day-to-day help they need to live independently, on their own terms. Wounded Warrior Project long-term support programs were established to provide these brave men and women whatever they need to continue their fight for independence at no cost for life. So many of them need us, and it's time for a grateful nation to step up. Find out how you can do your part at findwwp.org. Chris Domine is a husband and a father. Chris is an athlete. Chris is even an Iron Man. But 10 years ago, Chris was facing a very different story because his kidneys were failing. Basically, the doctor said, if you don't get a kidney transplant and if you don't do dialysis, you, you are going to die. Fortunately, Chris received a second chance at life, made possible by an organ donor. You know, your well-being changes from loss of hope to hope to better times ahead. More than 100 million people in America are registered organ, eye, and tissue donors. People of every age and ethnicity because they believe it's the right thing to do. Imagine what you can make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Learn more and sign up as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? Having trouble finding Connor's middle school? Would you like directions? No, why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? Finding lowest airfare to Istanbul. No, I'm, I'm tired of fighting with him over homework. Home walk restaurant, need a review? No, I need help. He's very smart, but his mind wanders. He's disorganized. I think I understand. Oh, God. Finding best potatoes for french fries. No! Russet, fingerling, Yukon gold. Why don't you understand me? Sorry, I was trying to show how Connor feels every day. Frustrating, isn't it? Redirecting to understood.org. For the one in five kids with learning and attention issues, this is what life can feel like. Explore understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues designed to help your child thrive in school and in life. Understood.org, because understanding is everything. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Ranger Station, Ranger speaking. Hi. I'd like to report a bear hug. Uh, okay. Well, before I left my campsite, I was putting out my fire, and out of nowhere, Smoky Bear showed up and hugged me? So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. He likes it when people correctly put out their campfires. He's pretty big on wildfire prevention. He's just letting you know you did good with a uh, hug. He's a hugger. I just got a bear hug from Smokey Bear. (laughs) Status update!
All right, I'm going to let you go now. I've got uh, a lot of uh, ranger stuff to do. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. This is W.O.L. News Talk 1450 AM and 95.9 FM. 959. The views of...